is able to be met by your mighty power. And Father, I pray, God, that you'd grant it tonight. Lord, I pray for anointing in the preaching. God, I pray for help. God, I pray you give us direction, leadership, God, that we might say what needs to be said. And God, I pray we'd leave out everything that don't need to be said. Father, I pray you'd hide us behind the cross. God, I pray we'd ever do your will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. For those of you that wasn't here Wednesday night, as you look at these five Psalms at the end of uh, the book of Psalms, this sums up this book of the book of Psalms. And we find that these five Psalms in the end of this book, we find that they are the Psalms of praise and they're called the Hallelujah Psalms. We find that as that statement is made, as we preached on Wednesday night, praise ye the Lord. That statement comes from the Hebrew word Hallelujah. And that's where we get that word. That's what Brother Danny was reiterating this morning uh, as, as that statement is made in the English language praise ye the Lord. It's derived and that's where we get the term hallelujah. And you find in these five Psalms, you find that it begins with that statement, praise ye the Lord, and it ends with that statement, praise ye the Lord. Uh, Now we looked on Wednesday night and we preached on Wednesday night out of Psalms 146 uh, and and as we look at Psalms 146, just going to catch you up to to date here real quickly, uh, you find in Psalms 146, the context of Psalms 146 is praising the Lord just for who he is. Amen. And tonight, amen, what an important subject that is. I want to reiterate that tonight because I feel like everybody in this church, amen, needs to grasp hold of that fact, amen, that we can praise the Lord just for who He is, amen, uh, that we need not, uh, amen, uh, look any further, amen, than just who God is. Now, no doubt, amen, there's four other Psalms that we look at here that gives us reasons to praise the Lord, amen. We're going to look at them tonight, amen, but we could look no further. If the Psalm, if the book of Psalms had ended at Psalms 146, we could have ended it right there and we would have had enough, amen, as a New Testament Bible-believing church to praise the Lord just because of who He is. You find, amen, that the psalmist begins out, praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. And he says, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. The psalmist realized the need of praising the Lord right now. He realized the need of praising in the imminent right now, amen. And he realized, and he goes on down through there, and all those things in, in Psalms 146, amen, relate to the attributes of God and that we can praise the Lord for who He is. If He never done anything else for us tonight, church, we could take time out of our lives and we could praise the Lord, amen, and He would be worthy of our praise, amen, and He's never going to diminish in His power at our praise. But we won't look tonight at Psalms 147 and Psalms 148 on through the end of that end of this book. And as we look at this tonight, amen, there's reasons to praise the Lord. That was the title of our message on Wednesday night and we're still looking looking at reasons to praise the Lord. And, and if we look at this tonight, amen, I, as I said Wednesday night, uh, we shouldn't really, amen, as Christians, those who are saved by the grace of God, uh, we shouldn't really have to have preaching on reasons to praise the Lord. But if you're like me tonight, amen, many times we get bound down and bogged down with the things of life and it seems like we need a reason to praise the Lord, amen. Number one, amen, we can praise God just for who He is, that He is the God of heaven, that He is, amen, the creator of this universe and that he is the God, amen, Jehovah that became our salvation. I, I preached on Wednesday night and that word hallelujah, the end of that word hallelujah is spelled J-A-H, amen, and that's the abbreviation for the word Jehovah, amen, and, and as you look at that fact, amen, Jehovah, the one who became our salvation, that right there, friend, is enough for us to praise the Lord for. We find in Psalms 147, the Bible says, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. It is 
is pleasant and praise is comely. Tonight it does our heart good to praise the Lord. How we live in a world, amen, when there's many things that are negative all around us. How we walk outside and, and as Christians we see a sin-stricken society. We see a sin-stricken world. We see a sin abounding, it seems, upon every hand. It's good for us to take time out of our day to praise the Lord. It's good for us to realize, amen, that it does our heart good to praise Him and to thank Him and to honor Him. The Bible says that it is pleasant and that praise is comely. Amen. It'd be good, amen, for us, amen, mentally, amen. Our mind takes a beating in the day and hour that we live, does it not? The New Testament, Paul, amen, Peter, all those epistles in the New Testament, they spoke several times about the mind, amen. We heard a wonderful message preached here back last spring about the battle of the mind, amen. And in the day and hour that we live, our minds are bombarded from influences, are bombarded from attacks, amen, from another world. They're bombarded, amen, with all kinds of things. And it would do our mental state good, amen, not to go to Broughton, amen, not to have a visit down there, amen. It'd do us good, amen, just to take time out of our day, look up toward the heavens and praise the Lord for what he's done for us and praise him for who he is and for all that he is. Now the Bible says, verse number two, the Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken heart, the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And we find the theme of Psalms 147. It differs from the theme of Psalms 146 and that Psalms 146 deals with praising the Lord just for who he is, just for the fact that he is God. But in Psalms 147, it praises the Lord, amen, for what he has done because he is God. Amen. You see, amen, God is the only one that can do certain things in our lives. As much as we may like to think that the preacher can pray us, amen, down some kind of blessing, amen, yes, amen, it'd be good, amen, for us preachers to get a hold of God, amen. Uh, but in reality, amen, all we can do is ask God and petition God, and it takes God to do the work, amen, for some dear saint of God, amen, uh, to help you along the way, amen. In reality, amen, there's things in your life that only the Lord will be able to help you with. Number one, your salvation is between you and God. Yes, some dear saint of God may lead you, may point you in the direction, may take the word of God and expound what the word of God says about salvation. But the work of salvation is the work of the Lord. Jonah testified to that fact, amen, as he was in the belly of that well and he gave thanksgiving unto the Lord and he said salvation is of the Lord. So we find that the theme of Psalms 147, it deals and we find that theme in the first couple of verses here, verses number two, verses number three, we find the theme deals with what God is doing for his people because he is God. Amen. And if it would do us good tonight to realize that the things that God's doing in our life is things that only God can do. Amen. You're saved. Amen. Tonight because Lord Jesus Christ went to Calvary, died for your sins, gave his precious life and amen became a sacrificial, substitutional sacrifice. Amen. He done a work that you could not do, that there's never been a man, woman, boy or girl that could do the work that he done. Amen. He done a work. Amen. That only he could do. He was the only only one that could be born, amen, the way he was born, amen, as, as the Holy Ghost of God overshadowed Mary, amen, he was born and conceived of the Holy Ghost, he was the only one that could be born in that manner, he's the only one, my friend, of a product, amen, of this society that could live in this world and be sinless and perfect, he's the only one that could have done the work that he done, and we find in Psalms 147 verse number 2, the Bible is speaking about building up Jerusalem, gathering together the outcasts of Israel, healing the broken of heart, 
excuse me, and binding up their wounds. Now we find the context of these scriptures. It seems as though that they were written in a time when Jerusalem, uh, uh, the Israelites had come back into Jerusalem uh, in the time, amen, of the minor prophets. They had come back into Jerusalem and they began to rebuild. They began to rebuild the temple and they were getting ready to go into the temple uh, that had been rebuilt. You understand according to your Bible and in 606 B.C. that Nebuchadnezzar came in uh, that he, amen, overtook, amen, the, the uh, he overtook, amen, the Israelites. He took them into Babylonian captivity. You find that in the book of Daniel. You find Jeremiah had preached to them, amen, for 40 years warning them that this was going to take place. And you find, amen, that in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, amen, that the remnant begins to come back out. They begin to rebuild the temple. In the book of Ezra, you find, amen, they laid the foundation of the temple. They begin to rebuild those things. In Nehemiah, you find, amen, they begin to rebuild the wall of the city. And you find in Nehemiah chapter number 8, my friend, that, that, that Ezra stood on a pulpit of wood, amen, and he read the word of God. And so, amen, this people has been brought out of their captivity that they was in Babylon for 70 years, amen, and they're speaking, amen, right here, and they're praising the Lord for what God has done for them. You see, it was the Lord that allowed them, allowed Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian Empire, to come in and overtake them because of their sin, and because they failed to honor God and honor God's commandments. And my friend, and it was the Lord, after that 70 years was up, that delivered them out of, out of the hand of the Babylonians, amen, allowed them to come back in Psalm, amen, as we're looking here in Psalm 147, and uh, allowed them to praise the Lord. Amen. We find that the Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. This was a people that was beaten down. This was a people, amen, that was weak and lowly, but the Lord had brought them out, amen, had put them back in the place that they were supposed to be. I say thank God that God's in the restoration business, amen. I'm glad tonight that God, amen, will bring you out of your lowest state. I'm glad he'll bring you out, amen, to your lowest pit out of your lowest valley. I'm glad that God is in that business and that's something tonight that we can praise the Lord for. Uh, tonight, amen, many of us tonight have been, after we've been saved, we've been in some low, low valleys, amen. Uh, many of us tonight after we've been saved, uh, we've been in some places, amen, uh, that we were there because of our own wrongdoing, our own sin and the Lord allowed us to stay there for a period of time but the Lord came back by and he reclaimed us out of that place, amen, restored us, Amen. I'm thankful tonight that God is in the restoration business. You may think tonight that if you mess up one time after you've been saved, God's going to throw you out the door. I've got news for you. I've been gone a long time ago. Amen. And the most of us would have too, but I'm glad God is in the business of restoring, amen, out of those that love him. And we find, amen, that's something tonight to praise him for. That God don't kick us to the curb, amen, but that he loves us enough to work with us and to help us along the way. And we find the psalmist here, they're praising the Lord for the work that he has done of bringing them back and allowing them to be able to rebuild this temple. You see, for the Jew, amen, that temple is a most critical thing. They cannot sacrifice outside of that temple. They cannot sacrifice, amen, just any old way, amen. Uh, over there right now tonight, amen, uh, when they sacrifice, they take a chicken, amen, best I understand. They cut its head and they sling the blood around because they don't have a temple right now to sacrifice sin. They, they're fighting right now, amen. They want that, that dome of the rock over there in Israel. Amen. If you understand anything about that, Jarf, you know what I'm talking about. They're wanting the dome of the rock because that's the temple mound. That's the geographical location of the temple. And they want that piece of ground because they want to be able to rebuild the temple and to be able to sacrifice, amen, the way God said. So for the Jew to have this temple in Psalms 147 is a big thing. 
thing. Amen. This is God's work. Amen. Delivering them and allowing them to come back and to be able to worship him in the way that he had told them to do so. Now the Bible says in Psalm 147 verse number 5, Great is our Lord and great is his power. His understanding is infinite. This is a work that only God can do because of who he is also. Amen. The psalmist is praising him because of it. He says his understanding is infinite. It speaks of the greatness of his power. Amen. That his understanding is infinite. And the psalmist is praising him and that he, uh, he has that kind of understanding. Verse number six, the Lord lifteth up the meat, casteth the wicked to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. And now we find, amen, that thanksgiving and praise, they go hand in hand together. Amen. And one thing that I noticed in these five Psalms, one thing that I've noticed is that there's very little petition as far as asking God for anything. There's very little uh, time that is taken out asking God or begging God. And no doubt, amen, This the Jew in this time as this was written, no doubt they were in great need of some things. Yes, God had given them a temple. Yes, God had rebuilt, amen. God allowed them to be able to go back in and worship him as he had planned for them to do, amen. But they were still a great needy people, amen, just as we are tonight. But I I find, amen, for just a little while here in these five books of the end, or these five chapters of the end of the book of Psalms, that they don't ask God for anything. They just praise Him and they just thank Him for all that He is and for all that He's done. And as we look at in just a few minutes, all that He's going to do in the days to come. Uh, tonight, amen, it's okay for us, amen, to get down on our knees every now and then and not ask God for a single thing. It's all right for us to get in an altar every now and then and not beg God for anything and just go ahead and thank him just that he's God. It's okay for us to thank God for the marvelous works that he's done in our life, that he's doing right now, and for the things that he's going to do in the days to come. There's many of us here tonight that we have prayed prayers that we've yet to see come forth, but we just thank the Lord that we know that he's going to answer them in days to come. It's okay for us to do those things. It's okay for us to bow in prayer and not petition God for anything. Just praise him and just thank him. The psalmist said in Psalms 100, amen, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord he is God it is he that is made the not we are says we are the people we are his people and the sheep of his pasture notice verse number four he says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations it's good for us to come to the house of God not wanting anything, not asking anything of God, just praising the Lord for who He is and for what He's done. You see, the work of Calvary is sufficient tonight. Amen. It's sufficient tonight. If God never done anything else, the work of Calvary is sufficient tonight. The blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins is sufficient tonight. And can I remind you, can I run a rabbit off the message tonight that the blood of Jesus is still sufficient to save your children. It's still sufficient tonight to save a lost and dying world. That Calvary Calvary and the work of Calvary is still uh, sufficient tonight, amen, to save that which is lost, amen. I'm glad that Lord Jesus Christ is still in the saving business. There's businesses every day that go out of business, but I'm glad that the Lord, amen, is sitting in the right hand of God the Father. I'm glad he's making intercession for you and me, and I'm glad he's still extending in this wicked day a hand of mercy that he might bestow grace upon those that would believe him. So we find, amen, these reasons to praise the Lord. If we were to take time out 
tonight and we were to begin to recollect in our mind and begin to remember back and begin to think of all the Lord has done. Oh, we could thank Him, amen, for an eternity. We could praise Him for an eternity. If we were to think just today about the blessings that God has done, no doubt we would find, amen, many things to give Him thanksgiving for and to praise Him for. We find these things are speaking verses, amen, number six, amen, or verse number five, on down through about verse number nine. They're speaking, amen, about the power of God and the psalmist is thanking Him for that great power. Amen. He says, verse number eight, who covereth the heaven with the clouds, who prepareth the rain for the earth, who maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains. He's praising the Lord for His great and His mighty power. Verse number nine, He giveth to the beast His food and to the young ravens which cry. He's giving Lord praise. Amen. For the provision that He gives according to His power. Can I say tonight, the provision that God gives to His people is according to the power of God. God is a God of order and everything that God does, it works. Amen. And hinges upon something else, amen, that's an attribute of God or amen that God has already done. Verse number 10, the Bible says, He delighteth not the strength of horses. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. As I begin to read those two verses, I can't help but see a little picture of grace in there, amen. In the Old Testament, I can't help but see a picture of grace, amen, that the Lord taketh not delight in the strength of a horse, amen, a beast, amen, of mighty power. Uh, uh, most of the, most horses that you see, uh, my friend, they're lean and trim, amen, just 100% muscle and bone, amen. They're, they're a powerful animal for their size. But the Bible says, the Lord taketh not delight in his, in that horse's strength, but he taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. In your legs, amen, is some of the strongest muscles in your body, uh, uh, my friend, apart from the tongue, amen. The tongue's the strongest muscle in your body, just by the way, if you didn't know that. But your legs, amen, are a powerful powerful thing, uh, my friend. But the Lord taketh not delight in those things, in the power of the flesh. Amen. But the Bible says the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. Amen. Can you see that picture of grace there tonight? Amen. The Lord taketh not not delight in the power of the flesh, but He taketh delight in those, amen, that trust Him, that love Him, that honor Him, that hope in His mercy, that lean upon Him. And then He says, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of the gate. He hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders and filleth thee with the finest of wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon the earth. His word runneth very swiftly. And the Bible goes on right here in these last few verses. The psalmist begins to praise the Lord for the precepts that God has given. Amen. That God has given a purpose. Amen. That God has given precepts and that God has allowed them to be able to see and to know of his precepts. Verse number 19, the psalmist praises him and says, He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Amen. It is a blessing tonight to be able to hold this Bible in our hands. It's a blessing tonight to have the word of God. It's a blessing tonight to have the scripture and to have the plan of salvation. It's a blessing tonight to know that in the beginning God. It's a blessing tonight to read John 3, 16, to know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a blessing to be able to open this book and no matter what problem that we may be facing, that we can find an answer within the lids of the scripture. Amen. And the psalmist praises the Lord for that very thing. And the Lord has given us this book, amen, that is ever settled in heaven. Amen. The scripture tells us, amen, that it's been preserved unto this generation. Amen. As we understand and as we believe, amen, the English language.
language in this King James Bible. Amen. And we find that the Lord has preserved this to this generation. That's something to praise his name for. That's something to give him glory for. And that's the work, amen, that God has done because he is God. That's the work that nobody else could do. The preservation of the scriptures we preached upon some time ago of this Bible, amen, why we have a King James Bible and why we believe in it, amen, as we preach that and we looked into that study in the word of God, amen, we find, amen, the work, amen, that has allowed you tonight to be able to hold this Bible in your lap and to carry this blessed Bible is a work that only God himself could do. We find Psalms 148, it begins in the same way, it begins in that hallelujah. And he says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Psalms 148, I'm going to be very brief with Psalms 148, it speaks of who should praise the Lord. Amen. Who should praise the Lord? Everybody. Amen. It's amazing as we look down through here. Amen. You find, and I'll let you do the study at home. Amen. But the Lord, amen, goes down through here. Amen. And it says, praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. He speaks in verse number one, praising him in the highest. Do you understand that in heaven tonight, amen, the angels and the seraphims are praising the Lord? Amen. I wish tonight, amen, that we could get just a little bit of glimpse, amen, of that, just to see them for just a few minutes praising him. And when somebody's saved, amen, the Bible says there's rejoicing in the presence of angels. Now, understand tonight, Scripture did not say uh, that there's that the angels are rejoicing in heaven. It said there's rejoicing in the presence of angels, amen. I can't help but think that that's those, amen, that have been saved, amen, that have been redeemed, amen, that know what it's all about. You see, tonight the angels don't know about redemption, amen. Uh, they seen the work, amen. They seen Jesus go to Calvary. They were standing 12 legions of them, amen, ready at any moment to take him off the cross. Have uh, they seen that? And don't you know, amen, that the God of heaven had to stay them, amen, from coming down and delivering the Prince of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, that very moment, amen. But they seen that, but they don't know what it's like to be a lost sinner and be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, amen. But amen, those, amen, of us that have been saved, we've got all that more the reason to praise him for. If the angels can praise him, amen, surely God's people can praise him. Verse number three, the sun and the moon, praise him, all ye stars of the light. And as we look at this, amen, you'll find, amen, that the creation praises the Lord. Our Romans chapter number one testifies, amen, the creation testifies of the Lord, amen, and that thou art inexcusable, O man, as Romans chapter number three goes into, or chapter number two goes into, amen, speaking, amen, of the creation testifying of the holy God and creation. Amen. Creation testifying, amen, of the righteousness of God, the sovereignty of God, amen, the greatness of God, the power of God. And we find that the creation itself does that in praising the Lord. You see the moon, amen, has got a little job to do, amen. Uh, They say that the moon is dead, that there's nothing alive about the moon, amen, but the moon is faithful in doing its job and in doing its job of reflecting the light of the sun, amen. Uh, The moon, amen, praises the Lord, amen. The trees, amen, out on the hillside, every time it's one of them windy days and I see them trees out there waving. Amen. I can't help but think that they're praising the Lord. Every time I come out, go out in the woods by myself and there's not much noise and I hear the birds chirping. Amen. The squirrels. Amen. Running around. I can't help but think. Amen. That they're praising the Lord. Every time. Amen. You see the creation of God. The flowers. Amen. That bloom and that bud forth. Amen. And they they gleam toward heaven. Amen. You ever notice a tree. Amen. You know what they want to do? They want to grow taller and taller and taller. 
God. They want to reach toward the heaven. Amen. That they might praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, that we can get a hold of that tonight and that we might reach higher and higher and higher. That we might try to strive toward the sun. A, a tree, amen, that's in the midst of a forest with many other trees around it. They grow straight up, amen, trying to get toward that sun. Amen. In the, in the midst of this world that is bogged us down, amen, might we reach higher and higher and higher toward the S-O-N, amen, that we might gain the strength that we need. Uh, we find, amen, down through Psalms 148, amen, that all these things, praise the Lord, from the de- from the earth, from the deep, amen, the fire, the hail, the snow, even the storm, praises the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ, he even testified uh, in, in, in some of the works that he done in the New Testament. Uh, my friend, when he was out there on the Sea of Galilee, amen, he calmed the storm. His disciples said, even the winds and the storm obey him, amen. He had control over them. Uh, we find, amen, that donkey that the Lord Jesus Christ set upon as he rode into Jerusalem on that Passover Sunday. Uh, my friend, that or the, on that Palm Sunday, uh, that donkey, amen, had never been rode. It had never been broken. But the Lord, amen, he knew that donkey knew its creator, amen, and it was obedient. It was willing, amen, to do what his creator needed of it to do. Uh, we find the whale in the book of Jonah, amen, that whale, amen, became obedient to what the Lord needed for that whale to do, amen. It knew its creator and it praised the Lord, amen, not just because of who he was, not just because of what he had done, but it praised the Lord, amen, through the work of willingness and the work of obedience, amen, as we preached on those this morning. Psalms 149, amen, this is a rather unusual one. I uh, hear in the word of God, we find this psalm looks toward the future. We've been praising God for who he is. We've been praising God for what he's done. But in Psalms 149, we praise God for what he's going to do here in the days to come. He says, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. And now we understand in heaven, there'll be a new song sung. That when the saints march in, there'll be a song sung that has never been sung before. That worthy is the lamb. Revelation chapter number four, I believe it is. Uh, Revelation chapter number four, worthy is the lamb will be the theme of heaven. So we find, it says, sing unto the Lord a new song and praise in the congregation of the saints. All the saints are gathered together here in this song. It's looking toward the future, looking to the coming of the Lord, looking, amen, to the rapture of the church, looking, amen, to the restoration of Israel. And the Bible says, let Israel rejoice in him that hath made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Now we find, amen, this is this is denoting the Lord Jesus Christ as being their king. And if we understand our Bible correctly, amen, he won't be king until he comes back, amen, not in the rapture, but he comes back to stand upon the Mount of Olives, amen, and he sets, amen, he destroys the powers of Satan, amen, he fights that great battle of Armageddon, amen, he ushers in the millennial reign, he sets in Jerusalem upon his throne. So we find the psalmist here is looking toward the future, amen, the Lord Jesus is not their king yet, amen, Uh, but they are joyful in their king. Notice it says king with a capital K, amen, denoting of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. Let the Lord take pleasure in his people and he will beautify the meek in salvation. And now the Lord spoke, amen, the New Testament, amen, about the meek inheriting the kingdom of God. I mean, looking into the millennial reign of Christ and we find, amen, verse number six, he said, let the, or verse number five, let the saints be joyful in glory and let them sing aloud upon their beds. We can praise the Lord tonight for what he's going to do in the days to come. We can praise the Lord that the future is in the hand of an almighty God. Uh, that This thing is not so far out of control that God is standing back scratching his head wondering what will we do? What will take place? What's going to happen? But we can praise the Lord that one day he is 
coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle, that we're not appointed under wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can praise the Lord tonight, amen, that wherever the Lord Jesus Christ goes, amen, from the day that he raptures his church, that we'll be with him and he'll be with us, amen. I'm glad tonight that that assures our heart. Paul put it like this, wherefore comfort one another with these words. It's comfort tonight to know, amen, that when the Lord comes back for his own, that there'll be no separation, amen. It's comfort to know, amen, there'll be no sin, there'll be no sorrow in that day. And the Bible says, verse number six, let the praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What an unusual verse of scripture. Amen. The Bible says, let the praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And the Bible's speaking about executing vengeance and judgment at the end of this psalm. And then he says, praise ye the Lord. Now, we can glean from that that in every circumstance, in every situation, we can still say hallelujah. We can still say praise ye the Lord. It's still grounds, amen, to take time out of our lives and lift up a hand toward glory and say thank you, Lord, and praise his precious name. And can I say tonight, amen, that praise is more than lip service, amen. Lip service is part of our praise, amen, no doubt tonight, amen. But, but part of our praise is being obedient to the Lord. Part of our praise is being willing, amen, to do what God wants us to do. Just like I was speaking about the moon, amen, the stars, amen doing their job, doing what God would have of them to do. Then Psalms 150, he sums it all up. I'm going to spend just a minute on this and we'll close. I want you to notice in all these verses, it says, praise him. Verse number one, praise you the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Amen. Praise him. Then look at verse number two, praise him. Look at verse number three. Praise him. Look at verse number four. Praise him. Look at verse number five. Praise him. Look at the end of that verse. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Can I say tonight that the God that has saved us sent the Lord Jesus Christ to die for us. That he's worthy tonight of our praise. He's worthy tonight of our thanksgiving. He's worthy tonight, amen, of us to take time out of our day and to give him glory, to give him honor, and to give him praise. Amen. Tonight, amen, we'll praise so many things. We'll praise, amen, this and praise that. Uh, we, we give praise, amen, uh, many times where praise is not rightly due. Amen. It would do the church of the living God good for us to learn to praise the Lord and to praise him, amen, in the right way. Praise him in his way. Uh, to praise him, amen, as this blessed book says. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms 107, there was a plea, oh, that men would praise the Lord. It's the desire of God tonight. He inhibits the praises of his people. He wants you tonight to praise him. You see, he knows all about your circumstance. He knows all about your life. He knows all about all that you're going through. And devoted, amen, five chapters at the end of this very book, the book of Psalms, devoted five chapters on praise praising him on hallelujah. Amen. Just giving him glory. He's worthy of it tonight. Would you stand with me in the building? Colton, will you come to the piano tonight? Just for a minute, would you bow your head with me tonight? I want you to scroll back in your mind right now. Some of you here Wednesday night, some of you wasn't. I want you to scroll back in your mind right now. When was the last time you really praised the Lord? That you didn't praise Him just because everything was going good? That's what we do most of the time. When everything's going good, we'll praise Him. 
when we've got money in our pocket or we've got a promotion on a job, when we was able to buy a new vehicle or able to do this or do that, that's when we seem to praise the Lord. But when was the last time you just praised Him? Just because He's God. And because He's God, He's become the God of your salvation. When was the last time you praised Him for all those little things He's done in your life? When Jesus entered into Jerusalem and His disciples tried to hush the crowd, Jesus said, let them alone. The rocks will cry out. Friend tonight, I don't know about you, but I don't want a rock crying out on my behalf. I want the Lord to know that I love Him. I want Him to know that I praise Him. Our children need to see us praise the Lord. Magnify Him, glorify Him. Lift his name high. There's power in the scripture tonight. And the scripture tells us that if Jesus be high lifted up, that he'd draw all men. Friend, when was the last time you lifted the Lord up in praise? In thanksgiving. Maybe you're here tonight and your heart's heavy for one reason or another. This altar's open. Yes. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never been saved. Be all right tonight. Be a good night. Get saved by the grace of God. I realize I preach the message of the church, but it's still the Word of God. Jesus will save you. Would you come to Him tonight? All right, you can look tonight. How many of you glad to be saved? Amen. How many of you love the Lord? Amen. Amen. How many of you is going to be an example tomorrow? Amen. Amen.